0: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Daily Doctor's Kitchen with me, your host, Dr. Rupee. It's incredible that, you know, most people think about watercress and just think of this beautiful leafy ingredient. And you wouldn't have thought that, you know, if you process it in a certain way, you'll get this really high protein isolate. And the, I, I guess the other thing about watercress that I, I mean, I, I put it in, in a whole bunch of different things, you know, because it's got lutein. It's one of the best sources of lutein, uh, which is great for eye health. And, you know, all the different phytonutrients like apigenins and camphorol, and as well as all the um, glucosinolates that you just mentioned. One thing that I've come across is its potential impact on environmental pollutants. Is that something that you've come across yourself, and whether that's another market, considering how urbanised environments are having a detrimental effect on human health?
1: So the the, the environmental impact of the watercress that, that we've been that we've been looking at, um, there's a few parts to it. The first thing which is interesting is we're able to use the watercress that the watercress company have as their insurance policy. So the way the way it works at the minute is they've got a contract with, let's say, waitrose. They have to meet that quota. Now, one of their fields in Spain or Florida or the UK might get knocked out by an adverse climate or some machinery might go wrong and they can't harvest. So they have to overproduce by up to a third just to make sure they meet that demand. The rest of the watercress often is then just sat in a field, doesn't do anything, and then it has to get replaced by the new watercress because if you leave it for too long, it then flowers and people don't want to eat the flowering watercress. Um, So we're able to come along and take something which has got a shelf life of seven days after it's been cut and turn it into something which has got a much longer shelf life. So we know that our liquid extract has got a three-month shelf life at least because that's we just tried it after three months and it was exactly the same. The powder, we imagine, would be similar, if not longer. So I think one of the things which is nice about this is that we are able to take what is effectively the waste excess plant and turn it into something useful. And when you start looking at at vegetable farming across the board, there are so many instances where farmers are having to overproduce, just to meet quotas, and there isn't really a plan for that excess At the minute, for the watercress company, it sort of gets put into a vat, it gets rotted down into a tea, and farmers can use it on their fields. Um, But this is just something which offers another business to it. So I think we're interested in that from from the environmental perspective. I think the other part of the environment, not so much around the urban side of things, which you mentioned, but is around fertilisers. So urea fertilisers are really going out of fashion. And the reason they're going out of fashion is because of the ammonia that they produce. And, you know, we, if we can demonstrate that we can stabilise the urea with this watercress extract, then it might well be we can reduce the environmental impact of ammonia. And, you know, we, we hear all the time about the impact of methane from cows and, and livestock. The, the impact from ammonia is absolutely massive because it has a tendency mm-hmm. to, you know, whereas methane will go into the atmosphere, the ammonia tends to leach into streams and raise the pH that can absolutely obliterate the biodiversity in streams and lakes and rivers and cause algal blooms and kill off most of the, well, a lot of the wildlife. So I think from an organic growing perspective, which I think people would agree is the direction we want to travel, we have to find natural alternatives or fertilizers or whatever it might be to replace these synthetic ones. Um, and we, we're hopeful that the watercress extract's going to be able to do that. So, Along with the, the topical stuff we're doing, the food and drink, the medicine, we've got three studies at the minute looking at the impact in soil ammonia production when you put the watercress extract on it. So I think from, that's what we're interested in from the from the environmental perspective.